What up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Noah Jones, and this is Today in Hip Hop. Welcome to another episode, episode three. This episode is sponsored by NoahJonesNews.com, home of the hottest rap artists you probably never heard, the artists with the dopest videos, the most consistent content, and the illest albums. <laughs> All right, let's see what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about the Freshman Double XL 2019. Usually I don't even talk about this because, uh, you know, this was a special request by my boy Aaron. So I'll uh, fill y'all in in a few seconds about that. Um, We're also going to talk about your boy Vic Mensa. Vic Mensa's back in the news, ladies and gentlemen. He got a new video out. So we're going to touch on that. And finally, we're going to do an update on your boy ASAP Rocky, who's currently still locked up. There's been some new developments. Some new developments in the ASAP Rocky case. All right, so let's get to the double XL. First and foremost, for those, that you, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Double XL used to be a magazine a long time ago. There were three prominent magazines for hip-hop. You had The Source, you had The Vibe magazine, and you had Double XL magazine. Now, if you were an artist, like an up-and-coming artist, and you were able to make it to any of these three magazines, if you got to make it inside, like if they did a feature on you, back in the day, you was on. They considered you winning, like, yo, this dude is in the Double XL. This dude is in The Source. So what happened was, as time went on, uh, magazines got phased out for online content. So they created the websites and the blogs, and then you had, you know, blog sites like allhiphop.com and things like that that came and just took over. People started going there every day for the, uh, for the news and the source of the content because it was quicker. You know, you had instant access to the information, plus you didn't have to pay for it. So what happened was the magazines got phased out. So what did Double XL do? They decided to, uh, come up with their little freshman list which they used to do every year in the magazine and what they did was now all they pretty much do is you know to my knowledge anyway is the double xl freshman every year where they do like the ciphers and all that other stuff so that's how it transitioned from the magazine to the ciphers to what we see now me personally i haven't been checking for a cipher in years because they have a history of having whack-ass artists in these ciphers so, when you have five, six, seven years in a row, or at least six years of something crazy, or five, or however many it's been, of just whack artists, maybe one or two artists that are good, you know, people stop checking for it. So what happens is, I feel, in my opinion, they pick whoever they want. Like, this is, they, only, they get one shot to shine every year, the double XL. So they don't mind putting somebody on there that's whack because what's going to happen is it's going to make people talk about double XL. It's going to keep double XL in the news for a while. You know what I mean? People are going to be talking about the freestyles. They're going to be talking about the ciphers. They're going to be talking about the artists. They're going to be talking about who didn't make the list. Me personally, a lot of it's trash, but we're going to go into, we're going to talk about them and let's see what we got here. The first, uh, we're going to talk about Roddy Rich, Comethazine, and Tierra Wax. 2019 freshman cypher I checked this out and I'm not gonna lie to you I was amazed I was fucking amazed now you may be asking Noah Jones what the fuck were you amazed about I was amazed that with all that high production value and the flashing lights that this shit was still trash none of this shit could save these fucking artists first and foremost Tierra Wack she looked like Kim Wayans from uh from the Wayne Brothers when she first came on. <laughs> I was just like, yo. 
I couldn't take her seriously. She looked crazy. She looked insane. You know what I mean? So I barely could even get into what she was rapping about. It was high pitched. It seemed like she was real angry. Like a woman that's just mad at her baby daddy for no reason. She's just screaming on a nigga on the microphone. Also, uh, the double XL staff, man, look, y'all beats is hot. Y'all video production is hot. But you always give these artists whack ass microphones. Give these niggas some expensive microphones so even the whack artists sound good. You know, if your microphones sound amazing, a lot of times, you know, it's going to translate to sounding great. And show these artists how to, how, to, uh, <laughs> how to rap on them instead of covering the whole damn microphone with their hands and shit. Like, that shit. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that need to be changed. Anyway, Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich is the nigga. He's dope. Um, but without auto-tune, my man, I'm sorry. I just wasn't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? You sound completely different on your records than you do without all the special effects on your shit. You know what I mean? Now, you do make great content. I like your features. I like your records. Um, especially the stuff you did with Nip was crazy. But without that auto-tune, brother, you know, uh, it's just it's just completely different, my man. I just I just can't get into it. Comethazine, trash. Terrawack, I wasn't feeling that shit. I thought that shit was trash. Okay, let's move on. We're going to move on to the baby, Meg Thee Stallion, YK Osiris, and Lil Mosey. Lil Mosey, Trash. A lot of these artists sound exactly the same. They got the same flow, the same patterns, the same vibe, the same bounce. Lil Mosey shit was trash. YK Osiris wasn't feeling his shit whatsoever. Meg Thee Stallion, she actually snapped. She spazzed on the record. The only only negative thing I have to say about her, um, you know, is I'm just not really feeling the content. I'm not feeling the whole... You know, I, I took your man to the bank to make deposits. It's like, for some reason, you know, the whole money, the whole money play and the whole money game is what all these artists is talking about. Everything is all money, 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 money. There's no other content. Nobody else is actually saying anything. You know what I mean? There's no real content. There's nothing that really touches your soul. There's nothing that really says, yo, I used to go through stuff like that. Like, I don't re- like a lot of people don't resonate with this stuff. What they do is they follow it because it's popular. It's not really resonating. It's just they don't want to be left out and be the only person not supporting some of these artists. But Meg Thee Stallion's flow was crazy. I like the flow. She stood out because of her flow. The baby. Everybody's saying that the baby shit was fire. They also saying that he um he respit the same verse on something else. Personally, I come from an age where niggas was doing that shit all the time. You had your one favorite verse, even when you was young and you was in a cypher. You had your one favorite verse that everybody liked, and everywhere you went, you spit that same verse because everybody was feeling it. So I'm not going to knock him for that. Um, I like the baby shit, but I think some people are overhyping it. Now, if you take the baby's verse and put that with some of these other people, like the Joe Button freestyle, I mean the Joe Button cypher, and some of these other cyphers, you know what I'm saying? Um, the Red Man Cypher, that one was crazy. It was the, uh, I think it was the um, the Death Squad uh, Cypher. That was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So you take the baby's verse and put it up against that, it'll kind of make his shit seem regular. So I think people are overhyping it because in this Cypher, he was surrounded by so many trash artists that it made his shit sound superb. Now, was it whack? No, the shit wasn't whack. So don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to say this shit was whack. But I didn't hear anything where I was just like blown away where I was like, yo, that shit is super hot or that shit is dope. I was just like, yo, compared to all these other niggas, yeah, his shit is hot because these other niggas is so subpar that the shit was garbage. So I liked his shit. But um, like I said, comparing it to what everybody else is, you can tell that, you know, he, he actually prepared and he was a step above him and uh, 
him and uh, Meg the Stallion were a step above everybody else. Now, we're going to move on to Blueface. Blueface, YBN Corday, and Rico Nasty. Um, oh man, let me let me let me uh, let me turn the volume down on this. Maybe I even uh, I might have said the wrong shit. Maybe Rico. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so crazy. I get some of these niggas confused because I don't even know. I just can't tell these niggas apart. <laughs> Actually, that's who it was. I'm sorry. Rico Nasty was the person that looked like Kim Wayans. <laughs> see, that's how you know. See, that's how unimportant this shit is to me. To where I'm even mixing these people up because none of these niggas is really standing out. That's fucking crazy. Now, Blueface, we know. He started out off beat. You know what I'm saying? As usual. That's his trademark. He can't rap on beat that well. Um, I wasn't really feeling his shit that much. He seemed like he just didn't have any energy. Like, he wasn't really into it. It's just typical Blueface. Rico Nasty, like I said, she sound like <laughs> Kim Wayans. I mean, she looked like Kim Wayans. <laughs> So I, I, you know, with the little face paint on and all that weird shit, like, I just couldn't get into that. And YBN Corday, to be honest, he had the dopest shit. I thought YBN Corday slammed. I thought this shit was the hottest. I thought he he really represented what the cypher's supposed to be about. He had bars. He had cadence. He had some, some hot punch lines. To me, YBN Corday saved the whole shit. So if nobody's giving YBN Corday his credit, I'm giving him his credit as a lyricist. I thought he spazzed on the shit. I thought he snapped. I think he is... Quite a few levels above um, This generation of hip hop You know what I'm saying And I'm not the one that cares about Oh you got a million views I don't care about the views I care about the skill YBN Corday is nice That nigga's nice I like his shit So he saved the cypher I thought his shit was the best Okay so that's my take on the Double XL Freshman 2019 I don't fuck with it You know what I mean It has its moments I think nowadays people are just looking to see who they can talk shit about as far as it because, like I said, a lot of that shit, the production value look great, the beats is great, but the artist is not good. They need to they need to change it if they really want to be successful. So, shout out to YBN Corday. Shout out to everybody that at least had the opportunity to be featured. You know, I'm not saying that none of these niggas deserve to be here. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that their performance when the lights was shining on them was lackluster. You know, minus YBN Corday, minus Meg the Stallion, minus the baby. I think they all did their thing. Okay, now we're gonna move on to your boy Vic Mensa. He's from Chicago. Chicago rapper Vic Mensa grabbed attention with his latest video, Three Years Sober, which features him wearing drag, complete with a Confederate flag dress. The politically charged video shows Mensa fighting with an actor dressed as Vice President Mike Pence. Mensa, who co directed the video, which means a lot. That means a lot of it was his idea. Co-directed the video with Fran Fernandez, addressed the imagery uh, the imagery in the video in a statement. Mensa told viewers the three years sober video is a statement about identity. I put on a confederate, confederate flag dress to be able to laugh at the symbol of hate and play tug of war with Mike Pence over birth control. I had my face written on it to get ahead of everything. I knew people would say about me and I had a, uh, had a dinner full of barbecue Beckys call the police on me for using the woman's bathroom. I know some in hip-hop culture will see this and say Vic's gay, which I'm not. Whereas, if I was white, they'd just say he's a rock star. It's about being yourself, fuck what people think. First and foremost, check this out. Niggas wouldn't say he's a rock star. You know, they'd say you're a weirdo. You know what I mean? And that's exactly like, like, I've never listened to Vic Mensa's music because 
When I first was introduced to Vic Mensa, he had on mascara. That's weirdo shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't get into that shit. That shit was weirdo shit. And then when he went on uh, Everyday Struggle, and he tried to bully DJ Academics, which we all know DJ Academics is not a street dude. He's not somebody who's going to jump up and fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? He's, he, he's different. You know what I'm saying? So he tried to make himself look bigger by bullying that dude. Look, dude, the, the nigga's whack. The nigga's whack as far as, like, just this whole idea. If you got to come up with ideas like this and put on a dress and, you know, put on a Confederate flag and a wig and a dress and makeup and all that just for people to pay attention to you, my nigga, then you whack. You know what I mean? If your music isn't doing it and you got to come up with all these different kinds of <laughs> publicity stunts just to get people talking about you and your music isn't doing it and you're a musician, then you whack, bro. You know, it's nothing personal. Now, you might make good music, but your shit is just not resonating. People not tapping into it. I don't know what the reason is because I don't follow your movement. I don't listen to your shit. But I'd rather hear about an artist because they got a hot ass song rather than reading about a nigga because he got a dress on. You know what I'm saying? And makeup and all that. Like, it takes a certain kind of guy to be comfortable in a dress and makeup and things like that. You know, I'm the type of guy where... I remember years ago for um for photo shoots, you know, they would like put like powder on your face to stop your face from shining and sweating. And I really wasn't into that. I was like, yo, I'm not trying to do that shit. So I was against even that. You know what I mean? So it takes a special kind of guy to put on a dress, a Confederate flag dress, make a video and then say he, you know, he it was his idea to do the shit. So I just think dude is weird. I ain't even click on the video. I'm not trying to watch that shit. I'm not trying to support it. He's not getting my click. I'm not cool with that shit. So, like I said, make make hotter music and less publicity stunts. You know what I mean? Stand out for your talent, not for your not for your weirdoness. Not for the weirdoness. Now, finally, we're gonna do an update on your boy ASAP Rocky. As you know, he's locked up in Sweden, and there have been some developments, ladies and gentlemen. I, uh, apparently. There's been some more video footage that surfaced where there was a used where there was a bottle that was used in the incident also. This may be a case of, you know, ASAP Rocky starting some shit and then trying to play the victim at the end. You know what I mean? So who knows? This is this is breaking news. This is a development that's going on. There's a lot of things happening in this particular case, and they're saying that he may end up getting charged and doing two years. So, you know, everybody the eyes is all on him right now. But I remember. When we had the situation in Ferguson, you know, your boy uh, ASAP Rocky said, I don't want to talk about no fucking Ferguson and shit because I don't live over there. I live in fucking Soho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate. So you mean to tell me as dark as you is, my nigga, you can't relate to racism. You can't relate to stereotyping. You ain't never walked into a store and somebody racially profiled you as dark as you are with braids and dreads and all that other shit. Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. We all know better than that shit. We'd be a fool to think about that. But I'm going to tell you what everybody's thinking. They're thinking, okay, you know, you don't live over there. You don't live in Ferguson. You can't relate. So we can't relate to your ass being locked up in Sweden for some bullshit. We don't live in Sweden. We can't relate. So that's the mass consensus of what a lot of people are saying. They're saying that, look, nigga, you're getting what you deserve for your comments and for the shit that you put out there. Remember, I tell you. Play a stupid game, win a stupid prize. Say it, say it with your boy. Play a stupid game, win a stupid prize. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's that karma. The stuff you put out into the world and into the universe, it comes back to you. 
So that being said, you know, there's a lot of people out there right now that don't feel bad for this guy. It's like, you know, you make these kind of comments about your own people and your own people turn you back on. Look, people don't understand black people. I'm black. So I can say we some real fickle people sometimes. You know, we'd be your best friend today and tomorrow be your your nemesis, your number one enemy. So you really got to be careful what you say. You know what I mean? Because you say the wrong thing and the people that you thought was supporting you, all of a sudden they can't mess with you. You know what I mean? So he said it himself. He don't want to talk about Ferguson. He don't want to talk about the injustice or any of the stuff for the Black Lives Matter movement. Just to say because he don't live there, he can't relate. Like his parents never had to go through that and he never heard of the struggles or anything else. So as a result, you know, a lot of other people, they can't relate to your ass being locked up overseas. You know what I mean? They can't relate. I ain't never did no stupid shit to get locked up, so I can't relate to you, my man. So anyway, that's today in hip hop. I'm your host, Noah Jones. Like I said, these are my personal views. They don't reflect the views of anybody else. You know, I just feel like saying the things that other people are thinking that just don't want to say. You know what I mean? And I don't want anybody to take it personal. It's just my opinion. Doesn't mean that you're not getting money. Doesn't mean that you're not popular. Doesn't mean that you're not famous. Doesn't mean that you're not doing your thing. This is just my personal opinion. I'm only one person and you can't please everyone. So don't worry about it. It's your boy Noah Jones. And don't forget, if you're watching this on YouTube, click like and subscribe. And I appreciate all my podcaster folks out there that's checking on the show. I love y'all. Stay tuned for episode four. Peace.